your breakthrough is coming. You've got to believe it. The Bible says that when we come to God, we must first believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I tell you, there's so many things for us to have as a people of God if we would seek them. I think we mistake wanting them for seeking them. We want them so desperately sometimes that our mind plays a trick on us and we think that that want and that desire is going to be enough. But the Lord said, seek me and you shall find me. When you seek me with your whole heart. Praise God. There's going to be some walks with God in this year that are going to go to such new levels because you're going to catch that and you're going to start not just wanting some things, but you're going to start seeking some things. When we're little kids, we don't really get that. We just, we want, we want, and, it, and, and most of the time we get. But you know, when you're grown up, if you want things, you got to do what it takes to get them. And I'm telling you, there are things that God has for us that we have yet to realize. He's not, it's not that we're backslidden or lost, but we are shorthanded in some areas because we have not really sought God. We've wished, we've wanted, we've cried, but we had sought. And I believe God's going to open some doors for us. You must first believe that He is God. There is not another. He's the God that supplies every need. So we have to believe He's God and that He is. You've got to believe God will come through for you. Hello. Tell your neighbor, He's going to come through for you. They didn't even believe you. Tell them again. Listen, you've got to believe that God will reward you. You're more than just an ornament in the house of the Lord. You're not here just to take up space. You're important to the kingdom. You're important to God. What you care about, He cares about. What hurts you, He cares about. What you're worried about, He cares about. And He's just made so many provisions for us to make it. And not just by the skin of our teeth. But I'm talking about to make it. And be blessed in this day and in this hour. There's a breakthrough coming. There's a breakthrough. There's a revelation coming The Holy Ghost is about to open the eyes of the people of God and show them some things. And we will see the things that we have longed for because the Scripture declares it. That if I ask, it will be given. That if I seek, I will find. And if I knock, it shall be opened. He said, for everyone that asks, it's given to. Everyone that seeks, finds it. Everyone that knocks, it's opened. So we need to get busy with it. Give God a hand and a shout of praise in this house. It's going to happen in Jesus' name. It's going to happen in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, the Lord's good. If you have your Bibles and want to turn 
Psalm 145, verses 17 through 20 is where we'll go starting off. I want to say it's good to see everybody in church today on this first Sunday for our visitors. Thank you for being here. Let's give them a hand. Glad they're with us today. Appreciate you being in the house of the Lord. We're glad that Sister Tafar is well enough to be here. Her and her mother are here today. and Thankful that she's good, well enough to be here today. We believe in healing for our sister. In Jesus' name. For all those that are going through it, we just believe in healing. Psalm 145, verse 17 says, The Lord is righteous in all His ways, and He is holy in all His works. The Lord is not unto all them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. And I want to go back to verse 19. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. And in my title today, we'll find our word for 2020. And it's just one word, fulfill. Fulfill. Let's pray for the lesson today. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for your word and for your promises. Thank you, Lord, that you are so faithful. Lord, so faithful to bless and take care of us. And we love you today. Now, God, I ask you to open our minds and our hearts to your word. Lord, we we want to grow. We want the meat of your word today. Lord, anoint these lips of clay for just a few moments that I can feed all of us that we can grow, be better, and surely be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand and a shout of praise before you're seated. God's going to fulfill some things in 2020. Hallelujah. We will see some things fulfilled in 2020. You can be seated this morning. Thank you for standing. I won't be very long today, but there will be several weeks of of preaching through the theme of fulfill different scriptures, different passages that show us how God works and things that are fulfilled and what we have to do to see things fulfilled. The word fulfill right here in scripture means to do or to make or to accomplish. And so God will accomplish the desire or he will do the desire or make the desire come to pass for them that that fear him. If you look it up in Webster's Dictionary, fulfill means to carry out or to complete as a promise or as a duty. Well, God has no duty towards me, but I have duty toward God. What I will hit on here for just a few moments is this, is that this word fulfill is not simply belong to God alone, but it belongs to us. That uh, we do want God to fulfill, and God always fulfills. The Bible teaches me that God is a keeper, that God is a caretaker. He is a provider of all that I need. He is faithful and true. His mercy is new every morning. He loadeth me daily with benefits. He is good to all, and he loves all. There are things that he does for all just simply because he is God. 
He cannot lie, and he will do all that is in his word concerning him. God is going to do what God does. There are things every day. When you wake up in the morning, things have been fulfilled. Scripture has been fulfilled once again, that his mercy is new every morning. While time moves on, uh, and there is daily uh, time, then we will be loaded daily with benefits. His word will be fulfilled. God is always fulfilling his will. Every time someone is filled with the Holy Ghost, he is fulfilling his word because the promise is unto you and to your children and all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He's not done filling people with the Holy Ghost. Every time someone is healed, he is fulfilling the scripture that by his stripes uh, we are healed and we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and the prayer of faith will save the sick. God is always fulfilling his word. He, he, he will do what is written about him and there are some things that he will do in our lives and fulfill in our lives simply because he is God. You do not have to be a child of God to experience his mercy or his goodness or his love or his compassion. He, he gives that to everybody. For God so loved the world Saint and sinner alike, Jew, Gentile, whatever they were, whatever country, whatever color, whatever language, whatever gender, God loves his creation. And there are some things that he simply fulfills just because he's God. But we uh, want more than that because we have desires, things that uh, we want in, to see happen in this life. And God will fulfill those too. But when I think about how he's already given us so much, when you read in the Gospels in the New Testament, more than 25 different times it is stated uh, this was done so what was written would be fulfilled. Many things that were fulfilled in the Gospels were simply God's goodness to make a way for us to be saved and to build our faith. When, uh, when that child was born, when she held that child, Jesus, in her arms, Isaiah 9 and 6 was fulfilled. For unto us a child is born. When he went to that grave and came out in three days, his word was fulfilled. Destroy this temple and I will raise it up. These were things that, that Jesus did and said and fulfilled so that we would have faith in him. These were things so that we could know who he was and believe on him and believe on his name so that we could be saved because there is no other name under heaven given whereby we must be saved than that name of Jesus. But now, as I live my life, as you live your life for him, there are desires, that word from our scripture, desires means things that we delight in and there are things that we want to see happen. See, I'm, I'm born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, washed in his blood. I'm, I feel like I'm ready to go. Yet I desire to see people healed of cancer. I have uh, people that are in this room today that are sick in their body and I want to see them healed from their disease. It's my, it's my desire to see that happen. There are people that need job situations. They have situations in their life or in their home and they, they need to be better and I want to see that fulfilled. I have desire to see those things happen. These things 
or that we want to see. The, there are things that God will fulfill if we fulfill. See, that word, it don't just apply to him. It's not just a label for him, but it's a label for you and I. This is something, church, that God's people need to remember and that we need to get a hold of and we need to understand this. Uh, we want God to bless us, but we simply just want God to bless us. Well, amen. Listen, we want God to give. We just simply want God to give. But even Scripture says, for, for me to give, and it'll be given back. There are things that God wants you and I to do. There are things that, that God will do, things that he will fulfill, things that he's going to take care of. Listen, you know, we preached about it this morning. He's coming back. He's gathering a church. Then he's going to take us with him. These are things that are going to be fulfilled. It's written. It's going to happen. But there are things that are promises that are used for every day. They're not just for a one-time event. Healing and blessing. The rewards we get from prayer or fasting and giving. The prayer of faith that saves the sick. The intercession for prodigals. Let me tell you, there are things that we can see happen, desires that you and I will, that we have that will come to pass when we fulfill our side of it. I'm not talking about earning your salvation. That's not what I'm talking about. But there are some things that we must do after we come to him if we want the fullness and the blessing of God. Let me tell you, end time prophecy going to be fulfilled just as every prophecy concerning his birth and sacrifice for it. All that's going to be fulfilled. Those are written down. But you and I, we play a part in getting our desires fulfilled. He said, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. There's not many people today who even know what that means, to fear God. I'm not talking about cowering and in terror and afraid he's going to hit me with a lightning bolt kind of fear. I'm not talking about the kind of fear the Bible says God hath not given us a spirit of fear. I'm not talking about the kind of fear that stops you in your tracks. If God gave us fear, it'd stop you. But God has given us the power, sound mind and power, and, and he's given us the ability to overcome these kind of things. I'm talking about reverence. That kind of fear. And he said, God will fulfill the desire of them who fear him or who reverence him. If you don't believe that we have to give a little to get a little, the Bible says when we pray, fast, and give, then we'll be rewarded. Sometimes people want God to just, hey, just pour out the blessings on me. I don't need to pray. Why do I have to pray? You know I need this. Just give it to me. But he said, when you pray, your Father will see it and He rewards you. When you fast, your Father will see it and He will reward you. When you give, your Father sees and He will reward you. The Bible says we reap what we sow. If we're not sowing, we're not reaping. If we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. The Bible says if a man will not work, neither shall he eat. That's what it says. Ask, seek, knock, then it's given, found, and opened. Every time, you know, they taught us in school for every action, there is a reaction. And there are some things that God does just because he's God and he's good and his promises made. But even the promise of salvation only works if I obey. Right. 
the gospel. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. But if you don't obey the gospel, the scripture also says, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel? It is time that we get a shift in our way of thinking and our perception of what God said in his word. And we've got to stop sitting around waiting to be spoon fed and get down on our knees. Hello. To find a place on our knees to build an altar somewhere where we can cry out to God and call on the name of the Lord. It's time that we start being those spiritual people that God's talking about. We've been filled with it. Oh, greater is he that's in me. How does anybody know he's great when we never show it? But when we are people of prayer, when we are people that fast, when we are people that seek the Lord, hey, it's, go- it's just given. We're going to see the miracles of God. We long for it. That ain't enough. We wish for it. That ain't enough. Hey, even desiring it is simply not enough. To get the desires fulfilled, if you and I want to see this word mean anything in 2020, then we better start reverencing the Lord. Living our life for God. Not just coming to church every once in a while to cheerlead for Him, but I'm talking about living your life every day for the Lord. Honoring the sacrifice that He made with His body and by shedding His blood. Honoring the fact that He filled you with His Spirit when he didn't have to, that he has gone away to prepare a place so you and I could be with him. Let me tell you, there's more to living for God than just believing there is a God. If you believe in one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. Honey, faith without works is still dead. There's not no new book written in this generation that tells me I can simply have faith and not do a thing and it still work. Faith without works is still dead. And desires without the fear of God will go unrealized and unfulfilled. But when you and I, if it's really what we want to see, a revival, a move of God, a Holy Ghost explosion, our city getting better, our homes getting better, our schools getting better, then it's time that we get busy fearing the Lord. There's some fear I can do without, but there's some fear I can't do without. And that's simply the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord will keep you in the right place. The fear of the Lord will keep you seeking Him. The fear of you will keep you believing. It'll keep you doing. One place it said, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. The fear of the Lord will take care of things. If you're tending something, you're taking care of it. You're making sure it's got what it needs. You're protecting it from things it don't need. That's what the fear of God will do. And the fear of God will cause the word that we've got up here to be so real to you. God will fulfill those desires. I said it earlier. We have our, you know, that mind and that our emotional state, man, it can play tricks on us. We can feel things in our emotions that are so strong. We can uh, have things get in our mind and it, and it become real. So, hey, has your wife ever woke up one morning and had a dream and she was mad at you in that dream? Because she, she said she dreamed you was doing something that you know you would never do. And she, hey, how come you, no, no sugar for you this morning? What'd I do? Nothing. It was, but it was so real in your mind. You know, dreams seem so real sometimes. And, you, and people can believe it and, and people can tell things and believe it and, and be deceived and believe it and, and their emotions can get in the way and, and it can seem so real but it's not even real 
And that's what happens is in our mind, we, we're wishing so hard and we're wanting so bad. We're desiring it. And all but, but what are we actually doing to make it happen? You know, one time when I was a, I'm in early 20s, some friends of mine, we were sitting around talking one day. And we started talking about this place we liked down in Florida that we liked to eat. It had the best hot dog anywhere. Let's go get one. Really? Yeah, let's go. So let's drive to Daytona to get a hot dog. Because we was young and silly and goofy, but we did it. And it cost gas money, and it cost time, and it was stupid, and all these things. But, it, but look what we did for that. People do all kind of things to take care of the wants and needs. And oh, you, oh, man, I'm really craving that. Drive two or three hours just to eat at a certain restaurant, things like that. Just, hey, nothing wrong with it. But then they want God to spoon feed them. I'm not talking against the mercy that's new every morning. I'm not talking about the benefits he loves us with daily. I'm talking about uh, we want God to move in our life, yet we don't want to move. We want God to take care of things and fulfill some things, but we don't want to fulfill our end. We've got to fulfill what God has laid out for us in the Scripture, being willing and obedient to the Word of God, being holy because He is holy. We've actually got to pray. Yeah, Jesus expects it. We, we, we do need to fast, not just this 40 days that we're doing together, but on our own. You should have times of fasting. And, and guess what? Giving. Giving needs no apology. It doesn't mean a preacher is money hungry because he says, hey, you need to give. Jesus said give. Yeah. If you got problems with it, talk to him about it. Get in prayer and say, I'm just not sure about this policy on giving. He'll, he'll, he'll just direct you right back to his word. His word will stand forever. He's not going to change his word for you or I. He means what he says. Even, you've heard me talk about the giver and the gatherer. How that he said, I'll feed you, Israel. Every morning you wake up, there'll be manna all across the ground. But you're going to get your laziest tails out of them tents and you're going to gather it yourself. I'm not going to set bowls in your tent. I'm not going to, you know, just rain manna in your tent. I'm not going to cook it for you. I'm not, you're going to go out. If you, hey, and guess what? It's only there for a little while and then it's gone. And if you didn't get none, you'll have to wait till the next day and you better hope it wasn't the Sabbath coming up or you're going to be hungry for a couple of days. He was going to give it, but if you wanted, you was going to get out and gather it. God has got the blessing. Hey, isn't it enough that he provides? Isn't it enough? Hey, my, my, you know what? My, I could ask my mom today after church. I could say, Mom, would you go home and make me a meatloaf? I love her meatloaf. And you know what she'd do? She'd go do it because that's my mom. She'd fix it for me. But she was good enough teaching us growing up. Hey, you old enough to do some things. <laughs> you know, well, I'm hungry. Well, are your legs broke? There's a kitchen right in there. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and I'll, yeah, we had to teach our kids, you know, because they're sitting there and, and they just sit here, I'll go get it for you. Maybe I don't feel like getting up. Hey, you know what? Walk yourself in there. I sure am hungry. You know how to turn the oven on? You know how to pour cereal in a bowl? What's something? Why do I have to? You know, some kids 
are going to starve to death if their parents die. Because them kids don't know how to do nothing. But I, I, cook, I cook pretty good. My kids are getting better with it. And hey, if you can't do that, at least you can open a granola bar. But if you're hungry, it's your own fault. And now that you're old enough to drive and got money, you can drive to drive. Hey, hit the road. What I'm saying is that God's trying to tell us, look, I've got what you need. But you're sitting on your hands. You're not using what I give you. I, I gave you the Holy Ghost, not so you could just meet on Sunday and talk in tongues, but I gave you the Spirit to lead you, to help you in prayer, to build you up on your most holy faith. Uh, I gave you the Holy Ghost to have power. It, it's, it's not for an ornament. It's not for a fireworks show. It's, it's for you to have what you need. It's for you to learn how to fear me. It's for you to learn my ways. Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that's able to do, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Wow. It don't stop. See, a lot of times say, Woo, God can do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. So we think we don't need to ask or think about nothing. God's just going to do it. He said, but... It's according to the power. We want a word for 2020. And I felt like God gave us that word. When I was, when it first actually kind of hit me, it was when Brother Shannon was actually testifying about what God had, had spoke to him about God fulfilling some things this year. And, and I, I kept thinking, I said, man, that's, and then, of course, it was very similar to what Jake said. It happened in their youth prayer uh, the Friday before that Sunday. And then, uh, so I was praying about it. I was over here praying about it. I said, man, I, I really feel like that's the word, fulfills the word. So I started looking in the scripture. I came to Psalm 145, and I was reading this verse right here that he will fulfill the desire of them that, that fear him. And I thought, man, mark that. I'm going to hold on to it. And uh, All of a sudden, there was a book. I said, there's a book in here that I've been wanting to read again, and I was looking through my books, and I found it, and I opened it up. I, I just flipped to the third chapter. Opening scripture was this. From Psalm 145. You know, just a random book I pulled out, flipped it to the third chapter, didn't even start at the beginning of the book, third chapter, right there. And God was like, I'm trying to tell you out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Just let it be established. This is your word. This is the word for your church. This is the word for the people of your church. Fulfill. You know, even our 2019 theme of increase, it was determined by what we do. If we plant and water, God gives the increase. Now, here's the thing is some people think that because 2019 is over with, it increases over. No, 2019 was a year of planting and watering. God, was, when I was studying this morning, the Lord said, that word didn't, didn't die when 2019 went out. It's tied directly to this word, fulfill. And we planted and we watered. In 2019, we sowed in tears. The scripture says, they that sow in tears shall doubtless come again rejoicing. Let me tell you, we've been sowing, we've been crying, we've been praying, we've been planting, we've been watering. And God's about to fulfill the last part of that verse where he says, I give the increase. 
we're going to see an increase in miracles. We're going to see an increase in healings. We're going to see an increase of, of saints coming to the Lord, of, of prodigals coming. There's going to be an increase in every category you can think of. God's going to bring it to pass. Unless we stay sitting on our hands. If there is no planting and no watering, then forget it. There is no increase, or not, at least not for us. God will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. And he will do that, fulfill that desire by bringing the increase. I want my family saved. It's coming in Jesus' name. I want to be free from this affliction. It's coming in Jesus' name. I want my home put back in order. It's coming in Jesus' name. I want a better job, Jesus' name. God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. I believe that. That's a promise to his, to his people. But see, when they write that stuff to the church, they're expecting the church to be the church. When you read from Romans all the way to the end, and you read all these letters to the church, and read all these great promises that we one-line all the time, remember, this is written to people who are saved, who are living their life for God. Not for people who are, you know, because there's other scripture that says, you had a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. He said, you know what that brings? It brings poverty and destruction. Oh, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in his name. I got a great church. I'm just going, boy, that's so great. I'm so thankful for all that. It's bad to have a great church and be miserable. (laughs) Come on. What a resource the church of the living God is. Oh, it's so sad to have the Holy Ghost and be miserable. Hey, you know, there's there's born-again people full of the Holy Ghost that's miserable. Hey, some of them rotten. Some of them's mean. Oh, yeah, there's people I know that's got the Holy Ghost. They mean. Miserable, mean, unsatisfied, discouraged, grumbling, complaining all the time. Because when you get the Holy Ghost and sit on your hands, you don't get any benefit from having the Holy Ghost. Well, I see what I thought would happen on the first Sunday of 2020. Well, if you want to see what you thought was going to happen the first Sunday of 2020, you better swallow this pill. So you can be ready to do what you need to do to see that desire fulfilled. Anybody in here want to be better in 2020? I do too. Then it's time that we learn to fear the Lord. We sing about him. We, we, We show up in church. We do it. But it's time for us to learn to fear God, keep his commandments, live our life for him. We need to learn this year to fear him. We've believed, been born again. We have faith. But there is a needed fear, a reverence for our God. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's time that we stop treating him as a joke. He is more than a meme. He is not a cartoon. He is not a movie. He is the God of all creation. It's time that we learn to reverence God as God. There's plenty of things to have fun with and plenty of things to joke about. God is not one of them. Yeah. 
There's a lot of things that you can joke about and have fun with and enjoy. The Holy Ghost ain't one of them. Don't make fun of the Holy Ghost. Don't walk around acting like you're talking in tongues if you ain't talking in tongues. That's disrespectful. God gave you that spirit so he could carry you out of here one day. Don't walk around acting like uh, talking, fake talking in tongues like that. Don't go be taking a bite of food that you like and, go, and then, oh, I, I like to throw something across the table at a guy who did that one time. Took a bite of some food. He said, ooh, that's so good. And then he pretended like he was speaking in tongues. How disrespectful. Maybe he just wasn't raised no better. But that, to me, that is disrespectful to the Lord. That's his spirit. You know what he did to send that spirit to us? Mm. Reverence. Reverence. I've, I've mentioned it before. These other religions that don't even ha- have a real God, they have so much reverence for their idols and for their false gods. They won't joke about them, make fun of them. Don't draw cartoons of them. Nothing. You, boy, if some of them lands there, they still kill you for, for making fun or making light or disrespecting the God they say they serve. We need to reverence our God. He's the King of Kings. He's not your homeboy. I hope none of y'all got that shirt or that bumper sticker. If you do, throw it away or peel it off. It's just disrespectful. He's not your homeboy. Jesus is not your homeboy. Sorry. He's not. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I guarantee you, you ain't going to kneel down and pray and say, hey, what's up, homeboy? You ain't going to lay hands on nobody and say, heal him, homeboy. He's Jesus. God Almighty. Lamb of God. You know what they're doing in heaven right now around Jesus? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know what? If we won't be in, on earth like it is in heaven, then let's reverence the king. Oh, I, I pray that Lord's Prayer. I just ain't seeing his kingdom come. It's because we don't treat it like it's a kingdom. When we reverence him as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, we can want things so bad and we will stay frustrated unless we learn to fear the Lord. My, 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 pastor. Mm. Psalm 37, 4 and 5. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Here's a, here's a scripture that where we quote one line oftentimes. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. You know, many times we've, we've done it. I've done it. We've prayed for people say, hey, you know, God, the Lord says he'll give you the desires of the heart. But I have not equipped that person to get those desires. I've dangled it in front of them. I've dangled a promise in front of them. Hey, God will give you the desires of your heart. You, you, you know, you feel bad. They're hurting. You're trying to cheer them up. You pray that God's going to give you the desires of your heart. And I have not equipped them to actually receive that promise because it says to do that, you must delight yourself in the Lord. He must be what you love, what you serve, what you reverence. You must delight yourself before he gives you the desires of your heart. He said, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. See, there's some things... 
It's just, it's there. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. His love is unconditional. But salvation is conditional. Because you ain't just saved just because he loves you. You have to obey the gospel. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13, honey, come to the music. I'm fixing to stop right here. So he said in our opening verse, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. And I said that Webster defined fear as a way that means to carry out or complete as a promise or a duty. When it comes to God, it's the promises. God's already done all he needs to do. He will fulfill his promises. But I have to fulfill my duty. Oh, I don't believe that. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. What happens when you fear God? He gives you the desires. He fulfills your desire. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. So to have these things fulfilled... I must fear him, for that's my duty, to fear him. If I want God to fulfill my desire, then I must fulfill my duty. Our word for 2020, church, is fulfill. God is going to fulfill some things because you and I, hey, I'm working on it too. You and I are going to get better at fearing the Lord. You and I are going to get better. Oh, we, we know how to have church. We dance. We shout. We, it ain't nothing wrong with it. It's good. We've learned some things. But there's things yet to learn. There's places that we need yet to grow in. There are, th- there are some deep things of God that only the Spirit will show you. There's some places in God we haven't went yet because once we got born again, we stopped right there. But the Spirit, it says, searcheth the deep things of God. It's time that we start praying in the Spirit, living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, and we're going to see some things that we have only desired. God's going to fulfill it and bring it to pass. Let's stand together this morning. I'd like for as many as would to just come and stand today. Not, not, not a kneeling prayer today, but a come stand in this altar with your hands lifted up. And I'd like for you today to Just make a declaration to the Lord. I'm not telling you to vow a vow unless you plan on keeping it. But make a declaration to God today that, Lord, I'm going to do my best in this year to fear you. You know I love you. I'm thankful for what you've done for me. But I know I can do better. I know I could get closer. I know I could get to the place that I really need to be where I could see the desires of my heart fulfilled. I don't want to just dangle that desire thing in front of you and you not have what it takes. It's going to take the fear of the Lord to get those desires fulfilled. So you can't be waiting for somebody else to pray it into you. You can't be waiting for somebody else to do it for you. These are things that God has allowed for all of us born again, Holy Ghost filled believers. Would you lift your hands now and just begin to pray to the Lord. Ask Him to help you with it today. God, I want to be closer to you in this year than ever before. There are some things I want to see fulfilled. Come on, lift your voice, saints. Lift your voice to the Lord. 
Glory to God. so often take take somebody by the hand beside you get your brother or sister we say it around here all the time we're better together and we're in this together now you know you've got somebody by the hand and then a single person in here that would say well really there's nothing I desire we all have something that we want to see God move in and see him do 
So I want you to pray for your brother or sister that, that they'll do what it takes, that they'll find whatever it is they need to do. Because let me tell you, God's, it ain't, he ain't got nothing back ordered. He's got all the supply we need. But we've got to get busy seeking and asking and knocking and fearing Him. So let's pray together, pray for one another right now and ask God to bless in the name of Jesus. Bless your brother or your sister. Pray a prayer of faith over them. Pray strength in them today. Pray wisdom and knowledge in them right now through the Holy Ghost. Pray direction in the Holy Ghost. Lead us by your Spirit, God, in the right way. Lead us in the right path, God. Lord, lead us in the ways to seek you, to serve you, God, to be the church that you called us to be. Oh, fulfill it, God. Fulfill your word, fulfill your promise in the name of Jesus. Lord, we believe it today. Hallelujah. 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 say things like you can't outgive the Lord and things like that. You can't. I tell you, God's going to bring some things to pass this year. There's going to be some peace coming back into your life, some joy. Seems like that joy's been absent, but it's on the way. In Jesus' name. God's going to do it, right? Tell your neighbor, God's going to fulfill it. Hallelujah. Praise God. God's going to fulfill it. That's our word for this year. Fulfill. Wake up and repeat it to yourself every day. God's going to fulfill. God's going to fulfill. And while you're doing it, prepare yourself. Get yourself ready. Praise God. Thank you for being. If you could take a few moments now. We do have something else. Um, Our security team is going to come. Brother Mike, you're going to be talking. Uh, If you'll find your seat for just, if you have to go, uh, by all means, we, we don't know holding anybody hostage but uh, if you can stay we really like for you to be here because we want everybody to get this information today so thank you for being here I appreciate again our music today appreciate our security team our media team all the people and I appreciate you being in the house of the Lord today God bless you brother Mike if you'll come 
I'll find you a microphone right, right here. Praise the Lord, church. Yes, all. Thank you, Brother Chris. Um, real quickly, I know that we, we trust God and we, we have faith that God will protect us, right? We also we have faith that God will get us food in our house and stuff, but we have to get up and go to work in the morning. So we have to do something, right? We have to be proactive in our lives for everything to be fulfilled, correct? So what we do here is we have numerous, numerous people here at the church have volunteered to be on the security team, and thank you very much for that. Um, I know you guys have seen on Facebook the things that go on, the horrific acts that people do to, to churches, to people at church trying to worship God. So I'd like for the security team, if you're a member of that, to please come up front real quick. I want you all to know that we're going to run through a little quick drill um, that will help help us help you. Uh, if someone were to come in, and, and the Lord knows I hate even talking about this, but if someone were to come in to do anyone harm here, it's up to you to know what to do so that we can do what we need to do. Brother Scott is a police officer. He's gone through thousands of hours of official training on what to do. And what we've talked about, he's taught me a lot. And so it's not just me, it's us, right? And it takes all of you. So one thing that I need for you to do is when, if something were to happen, we have a person at the door and the door stays locked. Their job is to notify, to keep that door locked. If they see something questionable, to come get help. We will make an assessment. If we need to, we don't have to let them in. But if, if, for some reason, it's glass, right? If it's shot through, if something happens, you need to understand that what we need for you to do, moms and dads that have little children, if they're with you, Sister Kristen, you're supposed to get them on the floor. Everybody that can needs to get on the floor. We'll holler down, down, down. We'll let you know what's going on. Please do not panic. I know it's hard. We're human to jump up and want to run. If you run, if, if people in the, in, the, in the house here that are armed, that are trained in this kind of stuff, they cannot get a shot off to help to, to, to get rid of the threat because you're standing. We don't want to shoot one of you. You understand? So what you need to understand is if something does happen and you hear down, 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 don't jump up and say, where's my child? I know it's going to be hard, especially if you're sitting over here, Sister Walter, and you have your daughter here. Uh, we've already talked about that. So if your child is sitting with someone else, you need to understand you're in control of those children. Get them on the floor. Then it's up to us to make sure that we take care of the threat. There's a lot more. Actually, there's more people that are not here today that are on the security team. Uh, numerous people here, and I won't mention, are armed. They've been trained. We've gone to practice. We're getting ready to do some more practice. So it's making sure that you are safe. So everything that we do here, make sure that you understand. If something does happen, you hear down, down, down. You hear a gunshot or you hear something that doesn't sound right, get down. Don't jump up and please don't run to the side. We're going to do a fire drill later, but not right now. But make sure you understand your job to get to the ground. If you're sitting with someone else's child, Brother Jason, get them on the ground. Just the way it is. Um, because we have to know that if, if Brother Scott's way over here and the threat's way over here, he can't make a shot, and he's an expert. He can't make a shot if we're running. You understand? So let's use wisdom. If you hear the words down, 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 whether it be a drill or whether it not be a drill, we're not going. To, you don't know, get on the floor. If you cannot get on the floor, if for some reason you physically can't get on the floor, lean forward and just stay. You understand? Lean forward like you would if you were on a plane. They go through that thing. Put your heads between your knees. That's kind of what you need to do. Just stay down as low as you can get because the threat's not going to be crawling through the door. You understand? That's not what they're going to do. They're going to attempt to come through the door and cause bodily injury. So that's pretty much what we wanted to go over today is, and if we can, I know it sounds crazy, I'm going to holler down, down, down. Everybody that can, just get on the floor. Those that cannot, I need for you just to put your head on, put your head in your lap. 
That way we can see real quickly how you will respond. Y'all ready? Going through a drill. Not you guys. You stay where you're at. Don't shoot anybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scott, be careful. I see that weapon right there. All right, ready? Down, down, down. It's that simple. It's that simple. If you can't get down all the way, everybody back up. You're fine. Thank you very much. If you cannot get on the floor, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all are experts at getting on your now, oh, Brother Ed, there's no reason they can't be down on their knees praying all the time, is it? See that? Oh, see, that's a double lesson right there. So if you hear down, 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 we, we have one person at the door. Usually Brother Scott's over here. We got Brother uh, Travis sits over here. Brother um, uh, Harold sits over here. Brother Scott and I are roaming around all the time. You got Brother Brian and his wife, Sister Patty. You're on there too, by the way. You didn't come up. But we got people sitting here. We got people. So people's all over the church. If they were to come through that door, we have people who know what to do over here. If they come through the back door, we have people over here. So don't worry about that, okay? So your security team has your back. We love you, and be smart, all right? So if it happens, down, 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 everybody down, okay? We love you. Thank you, Brother Ed. Thank you, security team. I didn't do it. By the way, security team, Brother Travis, I need to meet you all just for a second over here. All right, thank you, brother. Thank you, my brother. Well, you know, it's, it is a terrible thing that we live in a day where we have to inform our people in such a manner that, hey, if somebody came in to hurt us, this is what we have to do. But this is the world we live in. But uh, they're working very hard to implement plans to keep us safe. They keep, like I said, they keep a good, keen eye on everything. And so uh, we're just, and, and we're praying the protection of the Lord. I don't know if we do that like a pop quiz, maybe in the middle of my preaching one day. I'm just going to holler, down, 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 see what happens. Pop quiz, gotcha. Well, but, and like I said, we will do a fire drill and stuff as well one day at the end of service, show you which directions each section needs to go in case there was a fire. Can't all run to the same door. And so we've got plenty of room, plenty of ways to get out, and uh, we can get people out of here safely. So thank you for being patient with that and doing that today and sticking around. And tomorrow night is prayer meeting, and we're going to get down, 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 and we're going to pray and see God do some great things. And, uh, hey, if you're on the fast, stick with it. If you're on the fence about it, get off the fence and do it. Just go ahead and do it. Get you a fasting buddy and encourage one another. Do this 40-day fast. You're going to be better, and our church is going to be better because of it in Jesus' name. We love you. See you tomorrow night. Lord willing, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you.